You doing a surprise intro? Of course I'm doing a surprise. One, two, three, bam, I go. I always do a surprise intro. We already made the surprise intro. Surprise! Yeah, but then there was no music with it, so it doesn't even make sense. People are like, what? <clears throat> They're all misdirected and confused. You know what I mean? We're waiting on you. Yeah, you're waiting on me, but like, how can I do a surprise intro off of nothing? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. See, now that you guys know it's coming, it's like it, it doesn't even... So should we just start talking about... That's the great thing about premature ejaculation. You never know what's coming. For real. You never know what's coming. Surprise, the show's starting. <laughs> this is TMBC. And welcome back. This is TMBC. My name is Jason, and I am here along with my co-host, high-speed police freeway O.J. Simpson, white Bronco chase in 1994, Anderson. I 94? Uh, yeah, it was 1994. <laughs> I was born in 92, man. <laughs> well, I know, but what I'm saying, that was when the police chase was O.J. Simpson. That's wrong, man. I was already two years old by then. It's all right. You might have been in the backseat of the white Bronco. I was. I was holding on to the bumper. <laughs> it was crazy. So uh, we also have a couple of extra guests here in the in the watchtower today. You can go ahead and introduce yourselves, my brother Kevin and my sister-in-law Alina. Hola. Hello. And we have all assembled here today to uh, to talk about a lot of things. Um, first of all, there was a, a movie that was released this uh, last week, and so I really wanted to get everyone's thoughts and opinions on Trainwreck. I'm just kidding. Unless I did, you guys see Trainwreck? Did Trainwreck was a fantastic it? movie that all the person that saw it loved. <laughs> did anyone in here see it? No one. I'm sure Amy Schumer thought it was okay. She probably saw it. I wonder if I she did see it, see it on it. a five dollar Tuesday. I thought yeah. you said that was a good movie. Trainwreck? No, Spy was a good movie. Someone Spy was, was telling me Trainwreck was really good. It was a work today. Oh really? Yeah, they said it was really good. I I'll I probably see it. Him, but. Because, I mean, what's his, what, who's the dude in that movie? The guy from Saturday Night Live? What's his name? I don't know his name. He's that guy that looks kind of funny. He's the high dude from... Superbad? Hot Rod. And Superbad. Hot Rod and Superbad. Is he high? And Pineapple Express. He's the cop in Superbad. Yeah. Okay. Is oh, it? he is the cop in Superbad. Yeah. I forgot yeah. that completely. I like that guy, actually. Though, I don't know. So I, there's plenty of reasons to see Trainwreck. There is. I think is. Uh, seeing LeBron James put in his best performance of the year. It's true. It's... <laughs> That's it's a jab at LeBron James's performance in the NBA season. Yep. And at home. Good call. <laughs> and at home. <laughs> That's is he is he actually in that movie for an extended period of time or is it just a I cameo? believe he's supposed to be, yes. It's it's kind of like how he treated the Cavaliers in the Heat where he just shows up and he tells them what they're doing and no one knows that they can tell them tell him no. We we, we don't do that. That's how LeBron's life goes, I feel like. I feel like there's just a whole lot of yes men everywhere. I'm pretty sure that's how it is. When was the last time you think you heard no? I don't know. I think when you have a made-up name that no one's ever had before, that's how it goes. Just ask Kobe. Ask Kobe. <laughs> and the girl oh, in Colorado. that's a dark joke. That is a dark joke. Um, so, I, I do wonder if he's going to try and do the Michael Jordan thing and just like keep being in movies, but I guess Trainwreck is a lot different than Space Jam. Yeah, right? once you do Space Jam, you don't, you don't go again. Yeah. You just leave it at that. That's drop, drop the, mic. the mic performance. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, actually, I, I wanted to see Michael Jordan in more things. I went back and watched Space Jam like last year. Still holds up. Still Speaking really of random celebrities and movies, mm-hmm. how did you like T.I. Tip Harris in Ant-Man? That was weird. 
Just having Ti show up. Did you Did you realize that was Ti? Chase. I don't know who Ti is. It's a rapper. For those uninitiated, okay. <laughs> the For black guy who was hanging out in the uh, apartment with uh, the crazy guy from Dark Knight and Michael Pena. The yeah, the getaway driver. Yeah, yeah. the getaway driver. Ti. That's, that's the guy Ti. Who, uh, the one who stole the the what? cop car. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But I mean, I mean Ant Man review spoilers. Okay, we're done. <laughs> you may want to be aware. Of that's that. the spoiler warning. Um, yeah, no, that I was. I like Ti a lot actually in this movie. I do. He, I do. He he did a surprisingly not bad job. Was uh, I never saw ATL? Was he any good in that? <laughs> sorry, what, what, what's this? You, I'm sorry, I haven't heard of this. Tell me more. Is this coming out soon? No, this was from 2005. Oh, hmm. surprised I haven't heard of with it. Justin Timberlake and Ti. Wow. JT on that. Yeah. Did you get, did you never see that? I figured you might have seen it. <laughs> My knowledge of this movie is what I've just heard that right now. Wow. Yeah, it's I I never saw it. It was something about hip hop in Atlanta and uh TI oh. was in it and Justin Timberlake was in it. So something. See, uh, the last time I knew Justin Timberlake was acting was uh when he told me that it should be called Facebook, not the Facebook. Yeah, just like he did with Star Wars. Um, yeah. Yeah, he told them, you know, George Lucas submitted the original draft. It was the Star Wars. And then uh, Justin Timberlake came in and he said, just drop the the. It's just yeah. Star Wars. It's cleaner. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no. So so let's let's talk about Ant-Man. Obviously, since I said we would, let's actually talk about that movie. Uh, what? So So first of all, just, you know, broad stroke impressions of the movie. Let's go around the room and... and What'd you think of it, and then give it a rating on whatever scale you'd like with whichever item or or object you'd like. Let's start with Chase. I'm just surprised they actually made a good movie about an Ant Man powered superhero. <laughs> it was actually good. Yeah, like uh, better than a lot of the other ones. Like top top five Marvel movie. I think so I, too. I think so. Yeah. yeah no, I. I was surprised by how good it was. What about uh, what about you two? Which one wants to go first? Let's go with Alina first since Kevin's taking a drink. And since you're next in direction. The round a lot table of the explanation. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of explanation. <laughs> Just, I mean, you know. Okay. Uh, I did not like it as much as you did. I thought really? it was more along the lines of the first Captain America or Thor as far as quality goes. Oh. It was a good introduction to the character, but it wasn't nearly as good as like the last couple Marvel movies like Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man 3 even, mm-hmm. uh, Avengers, Captain America 2. I thought it was more along the lines of the first generation. Wow. That's, that's, uh, that actually surprises me. We'll, and we'll, we'll, we'll go back to that because I, I want to I see like what kind of things that, we, that, that stood out as, as not liking as well as the things that we liked a lot. But I want to see what you didn't like about it. But... Uh, Broad strokes from Kevin now. You know, I thought that given the storyline, well, given the character, because mm-hmm. really, when people think of Marvel superheroes, I'm not sure how high on the list Ant-Man comes. Oh, yeah. Now, whether you're a comic book reader or not, I, I don't think people think of him. And, you know, to turn that character into what they did, I thought was pretty admirable. Yeah. Although I did think that the structure of the movie, the way the story progressed, was more akin to, like, the Spider-Man movies, you know, it was along that sort of, um, it was like that target audience, not the typical audience that Marvel goes after is how it felt to me. So I think along the same lines, it's not, 
Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not Avengers. Um, but I think it fits somewhere in the middle with uh, the rest of the Avenger movies. Yeah. I uh, I think, like, for, for me, it was... It was entertaining in the fact that it was funny. Um, but I, I, I liked it for the fact that it was definitely a change of pace from Ultron. It came really quick after Age of Ultron uh, and, and had a almost polar opposite uh, spirit and, and feel to it. And that's the part that I liked. But let's... So with, with you, Alina, I, I kind of want to start with what we didn't like and then go into what we like. Because I like ending a review on a happy note. <laughs> But let's let's talk about what you didn't like. What were what were the things that kind of really made you not have quite as high an opinion of the movie? I felt like everything in it was very predictable from about twenty minutes in. Like they had introduced everything that you would need to know to like finish out the story. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't as much humor as Guardians of the Galaxy. Like it was funny, but not as like oh, I want to go see that again. Um. I don't know. It was just somewhat anticlimactic in my mind. Mm-hmm. What, so what do you guys all think of, of, of the villain, of uh, Darren Cross, a.k.a. Yellow Jacket, played by Corey Stoll? You know, uh, it's tough. It's similar to the first, uh, um, the first Hulk mm-hmm. and the first Iron Man, where here's our hero, and the anti-hero is legitimately anti-hero it's the very same thing you're fighting yourself but the bad version of yourself Mm -hmm. you know it's uh it's superman and bizarro superman yeah it's a little tougher that way and i i think those movies end up struggling because there's not the character development it's um you know some of the things that we like about the batman movies Mm -hmm. is that all these characters there's no evil Batman that we see in these movies. They're characters that are very different. We get yeah. the contrast. Joker but. and Scarecrow. And is yeah. Joker like the polar opposite of Batman? I think the polar opposite. Yeah, well, that's the thing is he's not a he's not a reflection of Batman. He's not a reverse like reflection of Batman, but he's a, a complete opposite of Batman. Whereas the Jeff Bridges oh, yeah. character in Iron Man or or the Corey Stoll character in Ant-Man, they're, they're basically, you know, just the dark mirror version or the black mirror version of, of the hero. You know, or I guess in in the case of Ant Man, it's more of a Black Mirror version of Hank Pym rather than of uh, of Scott Lang. Yeah, um, I don't think the that villain had a lot of screen time as the Yellow Jacket. It was mostly him trying to figure it out, and then once he became Yellow Jacket, mm-hmm. he was done with Yellow Jacket within like twenty minutes. That's true. It was a really quick, and I think that it's the same as as in Iron Man with Jeff Bridges' character. It was the same type of yeah. you know build in and, and and arc. I thought it was interesting <clears throat> that the body count was like two in yeah. this one, as opposed to like two hundred in some of the recent ones. Yeah, like Ultron and Winter Soldier. And, yeah, yeah. No, that that it is it is interesting that they did keep the body count low. Who died in it? Um, there was the guy that he that he zaps at the beginning, the government guy from uh, oh, yeah. whatever that was like, oh, it's not such a good idea, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna shrink you with my unstable shrink gun, and then turns him into jelly. Um, and that poor little and it lamb. looked like it would do well on a uh, white bread sandwich. Exactly. Thought, Toss on some. You would you would eat that? No. For that. Oh. It legitimately looked like jelly. Was not strawberry jam. I thought that's what it was. Yeah, exactly. I'm you pretty can, sure somebody came through with some smuckers and just. There you go. I feel like that's how they did it. I really do. Because, I mean, it would make sense. It's a really easy, practical effect you can do right there. 
Um, but no, he. All right. Who else did he zap after that guy? He zapped one other guy, didn't he? And killed him. Maybe. I feel like there was. I mean, there was the lamb, but I feel like he zapped one more dude. I don't know. I don't think he zapped anybody else. Maybe. I mean, maybe he just killed someone with like his little, his little buzz thing. Did you notice, by the way, the ATAT sound effect in in the middle there? <laughs> we turned the, to each other and we're like. <gasps> <laughs> So for those that didn't notice, because Chase, you have a confused look on your face right now. I do. The ATATs from Star Wars, the giant uh, dog-looking things that the Empire has in uh, Empire Strikes Back. The big, yeah, the ship robots and the snow planet. Dog look? The dog yeah, robot. The robot. Legs, oh, what giant legs. Okay. Yeah. So the little lasers that they shoot out, the sound effects in the middle of the movie, the sound effect of the of the stingers that Yellow Jacket has are like for about ten seconds made the same sound effects as the ATAT. Well, here's the great. I don't know thing. how you guys caught that. That's crazy. <laughs> Disney now owns both of them, so yeah. you don't have to pay for that. It's they had Skywalker game. Sound, yeah. That's which is George Lucas's uh, sound studio. That's who did the sound on this movie was Skywalker Sound. They think say, they're maybe so it's clever. George Lucas. He's the only guy that actually works at Lucasfilm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put the sound effects in the Iron Man movie and no one's going to know. I was more counting on his laziness, but whatever. <laughs> oh, I'll just put that one there. That's my George Lucas. I don't really hear him talk that much. That's so exactly I have how no, it sounds. I have no preface for like what he actually sounds like. I just see his face and I go, ah, that's probably what it sounds like. Um, so I, I think, in my opinion, Marvel kind of has a villain problem. They've got one awesome villain in Loki that people love and then a bunch of forgettable villains that like really have really bland motivations and like just oddly specific, like, Oh, I hate you for this reason that makes me want to kill you. Like with Jeff Bridges or with Ronan and guardians of the galaxy or Ultron and now yellow jacket. I think they're all kind of the same guy in a way. They they do seem semi dubious in their reasons for disliking the main characters. That said, I thought Corey Stoll is, as the character himself, I thought he did a great job. It, you know, he had that arrogance, that swagger. You know, there's yeah. not enough time, I think, to develop how, like, why he hates Hank Pym and everybody. Exactly. Um, but I thought the way that he pulled it off, and for those that don't know, uh, Corey Stoll, he, the only place you'd really probably recognize him from is House, House of Cards. Yep. Where he's, it's not really the character that he plays there. He does a good job of jumping out of that box. Yeah. Um, and creating a guy that I think you could see why people would want to put him in powerful positions, why they'd want to follow him and why he would be successful. You know, mm. he does a good job of conveying all of that, but I really don't think, I mean, I don't know what was the runtime of that movie? Two hours, 20 minutes, something. Um, I think it was actually, uh, like an hour, just, I think over like maybe 120 minutes was all I'm not no, positive. Really. Yeah. Um, uh, then yeah, they, they really didn't have enough, screen time to get into that because i feel like if you gave him 15 20 25 more minutes mm-hmm. you could have gotten into enough character development yeah. that you'd realize oh well it makes sense oh, why he dislikes him yeah but nobody really cares they don't need that they just need the villain so it would be oh, like wasted time and you know dragging on like that's that's this guy that they're just getting rid of anyway that's that's true that's the thing that's a throwaway villain to introduce the ant-man so. Marvel does a thing where the superheroes aren't exactly superheroes. They're just enhanced people because yeah. the villain's only coming after them. It's not like they're saving the population from the villain. It's true. It, I don't know. Like I, 
the thing the thing that like the because I, I really did like this movie the one thing that bothered me about it though was like how quickly you just know that he's the villain and you kind of hate him like right off the bat within the first five minutes of seeing him he kills someone Doesn't for have- like a very yeah, they make it very clear that, look, this is a bad guy. Yeah, like, you need to hate this guy. <laughs> One hour, 57 minutes. Yeah. He has quite the swag walk, though. Like, the first he moment does. you the see little... him, he's got that shoulder thrown back every step. He yep. is great. When they walk into that, that uh, <laughs> the yellow jacket room or whatever with all the guys behind yeah. him, that was a good swagger walk. And it was a good suit that he was wearing, too. You know, I think... This might make a little more sense. You Tell me if you thought this. It seemed like this movie was aimed at younger at a younger audience than they usually get for the Avengers. I felt like there were way more children that were going to yeah. go and see Ant-Man. And I feel that way too. The one thing that like is, is conflicting on that for me is the language. Cause this definitely has more language than any other the language is film. more than any other. Yeah. Yeah. But the tone, like what Chase was saying, they immediately went, here's the bad guy, everybody. Yeah. You know, I feel like they really tried to make it very clear that, you know, who the characters were and then just go from there. Yeah. Because I think... I think they were trying to introduce the character. It's like uh, going back to phase one of Marvel where every single movie is introdu- introducing characters mm-hmm. and then they didn't have to do that for like five or six movies. Yeah. So they're spending all their time trying to introduce two different characters, Hank Pym and Scott Lang, both superheroes. Um, and he's trying, you know, training him and, you know. So it's, it's yeah. more like uh, Iron Man 1 where... The bad think, guy is just the bad guy. Yeah. And, well, uh, it's very similar to Iron Man 1. Totally. I, I yeah. agree with that. Um, the one thing that I liked about Iron Man, the first Iron Man that this movie didn't do as much is that you don't really see Jeff Bridges as a bad guy for probably 20 minutes after seeing him, you know? Because at first he's like standing, he's standing in for Tony Stark when he gets that award. He's, you know, being his friend and helping him out at, at you know, the various things that he's in. And it's not until you know, really towards the end of the second act that you, that you actually see Jeff Bridges is pulling the strings and he's the one that got Tony Stark kidnapped and all that stuff. Well, they show at the beginning that Hank Pym is kicked out of, you know, everything company, he left or of shield shield. And then his own company, um, he's, you know, been kicked out. Yeah. Well, so yeah. You shows him driving, nobody uh, likes him. Well, that's what I mean is like, they, I, I feel like they could have shown more of, of when Hank Pym actually like, hired on uh darren cross and you know because oh, when they were friends at the his, beginning exactly. as his protege and stuff yeah if they showed something sense. like that then i think i would have appreciated it but i would have made a difference but what so you know now that we've kind of are there any other things that stood out that you didn't really like about the movie any of you guys there's one no? thing what that i didn't like okay you know you see the previews and you see that he's in prison right yeah and he's a thief um i don't know if this is the character in the comic books mm-hmm. but he goes to jail doing bad things as a good guy. I thought he was supposed to be a thief and, uh, you know, a bad guy that turns good, not a good guy that becomes... Like a Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he's Robin Hood, basically, in this movie. I yeah. thought he was an actual criminal. So, I mean, they, they altered it a little bit. He was never, in like, in the comics, he was never a... like a violent criminal or a particularly, uh, uh, you know villainous person he was just yeah a guy that stole stuff a burglar yeah exactly so, just a burglar just trying to turn like his life movie. around but yeah the the difference in this is that i think they wanted to you know portray him as a good-hearted person that's just doing some bad stuff or whatever um well i thought it'd yeah, be he has to steal money because 
he needs money, not yeah. because he's trying to, you know, help people out. Robin Hood, basically. So yeah, he. It's it's just interesting. Yeah, he was never really like a Robin Hood. It was in the comics. He he stole basically just to support his family. Was yeah. I mean, the only thing that makes sense too. But did you guys notice that uh, they make it pretty clear that they you know he has. Uh, various lines that state that he doesn't like violence. Yeah. And then they totally forget about that when he starts beating people up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> They're just like, he's just like, I don't do violence. I don't do violence. And all of a sudden he's like, okay, whatever. That and is surprising. That. Actually, they totally just throw that away. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where did that go? That's super weird. I, I didn't notice that. I was yes. waiting for it to be like, I got to do what I got to do kind of scene or situation, but it never happened. And then like, whatever. Maybe it's a great way to phase people. Yeah, you know? it's true. Maybe that's what he whispered to Anthony Mackie. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just, I, I can't do, bam! Oh, surprise. I mean, that's super weird, because they totally abandon that as soon as Falcon shows up. I mean, maybe it's like, because that's when he was in the fight, he was apologizing. I like that scene where he's, yeah. he's hitting him, he's like, sorry about this, sorry about that, punching him, come, you know, doing that. Um, yeah. But then he's like, oh, what? well, I beat up an Avenger, I can beat up yeah. other people. Maybe that's what <laughs> they were going for. That's so weird. I'm glad that you noticed that now, because actually I hadn't even thought of that. Maybe he was always just afraid of fighting because he'd get his ass kicked. Maybe that's what it was. True. It's the girl that taught him. He's like, but wow, that, I can do this. You know, <clears throat> Evangeline Lilly. She's crazy hardcore, apparently. She was. Did her haircut bug you guys? It did. It did. I, I felt like it? Uh, it was, you know, mid-90s Spice Girl. I didn't even realize that was her. I have to look at There you go. I know. <laughs> they're, they're trying to make her look like... Yeah, like Jan the, from the comics. The, yeah, the Wasp. Yeah. And I like so I and I, I I talked to you about this before, but like seeing it in the theater didn't bug me as much as seeing it in the previews for some reason, and I don't know why that is. Um, I like the haircut. I think it's really cool. is it a real haircut? Or is it either a wig? It looks like it has to be a wig, but it might have been. I saw haircut. it changed. Like one scene, it'd be really straight and nice, and then it was like curly and wavy, and then it went back to kind of like, like Black Widow was in Winter Soldier. I didn't notice that. Yeah. She, did you notice in Winter Soldier, Black Widow's hair changed a lot? Yeah, Why is it, it was so like long? Just really like it wasn't as vibrant of red, and yeah. it was really straight. Just like a she let herself go look. <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't like her hair in that one. I liked it for most of the movie, except in the truck scene when it's like coming in on her neck and makes that weird shape. Because Scarlett Johansson has a very pointy like chin, and so having the hair come down like that made it like look even more pointy than it already is. I thought her hair looked sick. I thought it was weird though because she's in- introduced in Iron Man mm-hmm. and it's like long and curly and then short and like dark and then long and straight and short. In the original Avengers Iron Man, too. her hair was way dark. It's gotten yeah, like progressively like lighter and lighter. Magenta almost. Yeah, although I really I did know. like her in Iron Man too. She was really. Good. Iron Man too. Yeah. yeah, but they keep switching from long hair to short hair to long they hair do. to short hair. Because it's because she's it's a metaphor for her life, you know. She never knows what she wants to do, and she's always all over the place. And like she just, you know, she she doesn't know what direction she wants to go in. And then like I'm one minute again. she's in love with Hawkeye, and then all of a sudden it's the Hulk, and then her hair signifies that, bro. You know, she was never I'm in kidding. love with Hawkeye. She was just like, good friends. <laughs> I don't know. We're getting off subject. <laughs> yeah, I was just being that tool that reads too much into things. That's a new. It's a character I'm working on. <laughs> I thought that was just you, named man. Jason Hammonds. So. Yeah, named me. Um, so, no, let's let's talk about favorite scenes. My honestly, my favorite scene in this movie was the diving out of the plane, finding out that it's a you know the Avengers headquarters now, and just being like, "Well, f it, I got to do what I got to do." Good one. That was like, way good. <laughs> Abandoned mission, and then he's like, "Nah, I can do it." <laughs> 
Which is surprisingly cocky. For well, I he's guess he was confident. cocky. In I love general. when he's in like, scene. "Oh, don't worry, he can't see me." And I, I can see you. <laughs> oh, he can see me. <laughs> ah, shoot. I know. I like. I just like that. Did he just say, "Hi, I'm Scott"? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, so good. No, but I'm glad they had an Avenger show up. I'm pretty sure that was everybody's favorite scene. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it grounds it a little bit in what we already know. Yeah. You know, we just left Age of Ultron. That's mm-hmm. where the movie stopped off. Everything's familiar for us, and it's funny for everybody. I think that they know. Oh, he's not. He. They don't like Tony Stark. Yeah. They don't like. You know all all that he stands for. Which yeah, which sets you up know, for civil. How War. are they going to get along? Yeah. Are they going to get along? How crazy. Well, that's interesting because isn't Hank Pym is on Tony Stark's side in Civil War? In in the comic book, yeah. In the yeah, comic book, so how are they going to do it in this? Uh... Well, it's it's a totally different world in this. I mean, there's a lot of things that they can't do that they did in the comic book. Because a, I mean, you have in the comic book, the Fantastic Four are a huge driving force behind the story. Uh, Reed and Sue like split up and and all that stuff. Well, yeah, I know all the the different stuff, <clears throat> but like this is like polar opposite. Because when I read it, it was like Hank Pym and Tony Stark were on the same side. They're like good friends. They were so well. They were no, never they were never not. good friends. They had a contentious relationship, but Hank Pym believed that it was that it was right to register. So um, what do you th- if you do you think Hank Pym is going to be in Civil War and what side do you think? I think he'll play a factor, but I, I think he's definitely if on he's whichever in. side that Tony Stark isn't. Are you sure about that? Because I feel like in Ant Man, it was almost like he had a problem with Tony's father. He yeah he had Not a problem with, Tony with himself. Well, because like, he just he, made assumptions about Tony. Well, he yeah, yeah he made assumptions, but I I think the line was a little indicative of I'm I'm sure as hell not going to give any of this technology over to another Stark. You know yeah. And and the backstory, I guess, with Howard is that like you know with Howard Stark, he he basically took his technology and took advantage of him, and the and the problem centered around Shield because he he was a Shield covert agent and he left Shield because of all that, and so I you know I can't see him going back to Shield for for this, or at least it would be odd for the narrative. Just need Coulson to fix all this. Just need Coulson. He can make everything better. The problem is they're probably not going to bring him back in any of the movies. Oh. They don't just you know they don't want to confuse audiences that aren't watching the ABC show that don't know that Coulson never came back to life because who watches ABC? Nobody. I I really don't like Agents of Shield. I've tried so many times. Have I think it looked the first, stupid. Like, Ten episodes. I have, and like what I've seen is all right. But then I watch the Flash, and I go, okay, never mind. Wow. You know, Flash is good, man. Is it? It's really good. Have you watched it? Show. Have you watched Flash? I have watched The Flash. You don't like it? I couldn't keep going. Really? I just... How far did you get? Oh, what? You're like six episodes in or something. Uh, maybe. I was going to say it's between like six and eight. Probably really? seven. Yeah. You couldn't do it? What, 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 was it? what was it that really didn't make it for you? The people I, in the lab were annoying, I thought. Cisco and, uh, and Caitlin? Yeah, yes. mostly Cisco. Yeah. He's the, the pop culture reference guy. Yeah, he's like the two obviously comic relief guy. Yeah, that makes he's the sense. vibe, ain't he? Yeah, well, yeah, he plays. So he, his character becomes Vibe, who is like the lamest superhero in the history of superheroes. What and Cisco? Was, no, and he was always like, and that's the thing is, people always hated him, and he was always the obvious comic relief guy, and that kind of became his thing. That he was like the obviously terrible guy that had like this crazy, insanely garish costume, and yeah, <laughs> what are like his how the powers? Act- his power he he uses sonic waves to 
like almost like the force like he just shoots sonic waves he at just things. sends out good vibes <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> that is the he was such an 80s character like he has a disco outfit it's great so did nightwing i mean that's true they fixed it though it's very similar to nightwing's original outfit the high collar and the bare really? chest i wonder how you I... prep for that character this is the guy that everybody hates for lots of reasons. Bring your A game. Yeah, I know. Oh, and one of the biggest reasons was like he was an insanely racist character when he was first created as well. His original <laughs> name was Paco Ramon. <laughs> so they changed it to Cisco for the show because they wanted to distance themselves from the uh, 80s clearly blatantly obvious, ra- obvious racism. Um, but then, Paco? yeah. What's wrong with Paco? That's I think it's a Paco good Ramon name. when you put that together. It's, Paco it was Ramon. Paco man. Ramon and then the outfit he was wearing and the things that he would say. <laughs> Carlos Sanchez and his magic sombrero. <laughs> you know, it, uh, too much. It, yeah, too there, much. it was a little over the top. And his color scheme was like very Latin American. <laughs> like very Latin American. And yeah. It's not red, white, and green with a gold thing in the middle. You're right on, you're right <laughs> on the money. Flag, a Mexican flag? It was, it was very, yeah, it was like a little more gold than white. Dang, you should work for DC. <laughs> yeah, spot on. You should have worked for DC in the eighties because you would have you would have won. Ah, yeah. With that guess, that's a promo right there. <laughs> but no, I. Well, and, the, and the biggest thing that I compare Agents of Shield to is not only the Flash because, like, I think the Flash can only be as good as as network television allows. Um, and so, I mean, they're they're similar, but I just I like the story in Flash more than Agents of Shield because it is like once you start getting towards the the latter half of the first season, it's very like. Not in, I'm not going to say intricately weaved, but it's a it's a really good story that, that keeps itself moving forward. And with Agents of Shield, I always feel like they're kind of waiting for the next movie to come out before they can propel the story forward. Any? Yeah, definitely. And so you have like three or four wasted episodes. Well, they kind of have to do that. I mean, with Shield being disbanded and yeah. Ultron doing his thing. Well, and that's my problem with it. Is like it's too dependent on the movies exactly and that's the problem with the shared universe is that like it's cool because it's like oh all this stuff affects all this other stuff um but then it's like oh you're fine um but then it's like yeah it it gets too dependent like with winter soldier the first season was just like staggering along up until winter soldier came around and they're just like trying to fill it with interesting things without affecting anything and so it's like, you know, you get three or four impactful episodes every season that actually do something to the universe, and then the rest of the episodes are just Because they can't, they can't plan their own story. Exactly. They just have to follow whatever the, the writers and directors do with the movies. Because that's, that's clearly the, it's clearly the case for those shows. You know, they have the best episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are the two or three that come right before the movie. Yep. And so then they've got to, they write those first, I presume. Just yep. to get you stoked for the movie or what? Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's for, it's the, yeah, it's hype. The it's for the yeah, power usually, fans to give you some extra people, and then when you see that yeah. same person in the movie, you go, whoa! Yeah, but like then, uh, Sitwell was like that in Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah. But then so. they have to like backfill in all that gap between, well, we just finished a movie, and we know what our three episodes before the next movie are. Yeah. What happens? And I think then it becomes a, let's make up the in-between for all these exactly. different movies and there's just the cohesion between the seasons does struggle a bit. I can see how that'd be a cool idea to have like extra content for uh, the fans, but I can definitely see how it, you'd have huge oh, yeah. problems yeah. with it. Well, and granted, they, I'm a big fan of it. I like agents of shield. You yeah. do? So I know that it's, I know we're filling in gaps. And I know, you know, it, I mean, everything is contingent on the movies and that's mm-hmm. what directs everything. I don't, I'm not under any sort of assumption that like, Oh, I'm going to know what's happening before everybody else because I want yeah, agents yeah. of shield. 
but it's characters I know. You know, I like Coulson. Sometimes Maria Hill shows up. Sometimes they make references to Tony Stark and yeah. the Hulk and everything. And it's enjoyable for me. It's it's. I think it's more tough when, you know, you, you have characters from the same universe that you're watching multiple shows on. Like you watch The Flash and you watch Arrow and you go, oh, hey, they interact a bit. But then mm. you have Gotham and they it doesn't cross yeah. over at all. You know, at least in my mind, I know that there's some sort of connection between Daredevil. There's some sort of connection between Iron Man. There's some sort of connection between Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Well, that's why Daredevil is so cool is that you know it's a part of the universe, but it's not completely dependent on it. And that's how Ant-Man was. Yeah, that's what I appreciated about Daredevil is they had absolutely no real restrictions as far as, like, what they could do. Because it's it's such a, like, a focused story that's like, this is one neighborhood in New York after Avengers happened. So basically in the grand scheme of things, you wouldn't notice any of the fallout from the show when you're watching these movies because it's one neighborhood in New York. Um, and, and yeah, I like that because it gives them the creative freedom to keep a shared universe without actually hindering themselves by it. Yeah. yeah they just make a couple references, like two or three. Yeah. About like, yeah, well, and that's what made Kingpin Kingpin was the battle of New York. Cause then he was able to nab up a lot of that land and start rebuilding and, and claim the property. That's true. Um, which is cool. It's a great way to tell his origin. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I, and that's the thing is, so the same thing that you, that bugs you about the flash is what bugs me about agents of shield. I hate the lab people, the Fitzsimmons. I hate hey. those two. I can't stand them whenever they talk. Ah, cause the dude is insanely hammy. Like yeah. he is so over the top and then her, like her forehead, just bugs me. Is like really the biggest thing. She has like a really puffy forehead mm-hmm. that like goes like right from the bridge of her nose, just like poofs out in this weird circle. And that, I hate that. Um, I don't know. I don't know why that bugs me so bad, but I don't know. It's just I'm, those... more, I'm more bugged by Sky than I am anybody else in that show. Really? Like if she never shows up, I totally get how that team works. Like they just go about doing their thing. They have mm-hmm. their you know lab people. They have the computer guy. They have you know, the big tough gunman guy, they have the quiet, silent, powerful pilot woman, mm-hmm. and they have Coulson bringing the whole team together. Then when Sky shows up, it's like, why? Why, why do we have her? She, <laughs> I, she has no purpose, and we have to wait two seasons to find out what she can do. Yeah. All right. I know. I, I find the Inhumans stuff really weird in S.H.I.E.L.D. Because it's like, first of all, it's five years before the Inhumans movie is even going to come out. Um, but then, like, it doesn't, I don't know. It feels like super, it, I don't know. They have Inhumans and Shield. Yeah, Sky. So Sky is an Inhuman uh, in the comics. She her character is Quake, um, which she does something. I don't know. She end up, ends up like becoming the director of Shield in the comics and stuff. I don't know if they're doing anything with that in the series. It hasn't gotten to that point at all yet. Mm. But I mean, it seems as though they're sort of adapting what the definition of Inhuman is because it yeah. seems like they're trying to be pretty inclusive. Like if Daredevil shows up for some reason. They'd call him an inhuman. Really? He's just different. It seems that way because there's a lot of people that are being called inhuman. Kind of seems like baby X-Men almost. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Like you're not quite as powerful as the mutants, but you're not exactly human. It, that's what it sort of seems like to me that it's a very convenient, uh, loose definition. It's a that, term that they can throw on any superpowered yeah. people. If Fox decides they don't know how to manage money, we can buy that back from them and then they can fit in now. You know, so, so they don't have to completely abandon mutants just in case there's a possibility. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because they, they really don't define inhuman very well. Mm. It's just, are they different? Can they do stuff? There we go. They're inhuman. Huh. Well, in Avengers Age of Ultron, they just called them enhanced. 
Yeah, the uh, Scarlet Witch and, and Quicksilver. Enhanced. Yeah. Well, and, that, and they were they were enhanced they by their experiments. So how... I have they, they explained were be Inhumans. Yeah, I thought they we were too. Um, do, have they explained in the show how the Inhumans get their powers or whatever? Or is it some like a birth them, thing? Some of them, it's like from birth or whatever. But some of them are experiments. Like they become basically cyborgs. Just And they've made them. reference to Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in there. Like they oh. were Inhumans beforehand oh did they so did they say that in the so show that they're they were in humans in the show and then when you get to the movie they're enhanced hmm. which is the same but different uh, like yeah. like i said it's, it's a very loose definition for convenience's huh. sake i think that's weird and uh, it kind of bums me out because like in the comics have like the inhuman story is awesome because it involves like alien invasions and like this secret invasion where this alien race basically populated a bunch of people of the well, earth yeah. that and looked that, all that's like the us. Case. that's the case of the agents the of case? shield okay but there's plenty of others that it doesn't seem like that's the case huh it like guys that can just apparate places I don't know how that was the aliens because the aliens never did that, but that's apparently that's a thing. Yeah, it seems like if Sp- when Spider-Man shows up, that's how he'll fit in. Like, <sighs> oh look, another Inhuman from experimentation and crap. If they call Spider-Man an Inhuman, I'm gonna be really pissed. I don't ever want Spider-Man to be referred to as an Inhuman. I want him to be Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man, <laughs> not Spider-Alien. <laughs> For like, like just his like his origin is a very clearly defined one that doesn't get effed around with too much as far as like well yeah uh, we got the same movie twice 10 years later that's true <laughs> just with a different villain yeah yeah no i but i i loved andrew garfield as spider-man i really wish they would have been able to make their third movie anyway it's too bad we got a new spider-man now tom holland tom holland yeah did that get announced officially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tom I holland asia Spider-Man. butterfield or whatever asia asa asa whatever no yeah they announced uh tom holland is the new spider-man He's 19 years old. Uh, he got the mole from his chin removed. Oh. Just for the part? No, it was before that. <laughs> that would be funny. They're like, oh, we'll sign you if you, ha- if you remove that mole. Spider-Man doesn't have a mole, you idiot. It was for self-confidence. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Tom Holland. He hasn't been in much. He's only been in like one movie that anyone might have seen, and it was a pretty small movie. Um, and then the director is John Watts. <laughs> Tom Holland. You may recognize him from the press release. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he's a pretty hardcore, uh, like, gymnast, though. He has a bunch wow. of videos online of him, like, doing backflips and, and random parkour stuff. Parkour. So, I mean, fits the role, I guess. That works. Um, and he looks younger than 19, so they'll probably be able to cash cow him for quite a while. He's probably got a nine-movie contract like Bucky does. He looks like 14. Yeah, I know, exactly. Yeah. Well, and a lot of those pictures are out of date. If you see a mole on his face, it's probably, like, four years old. Okay. Yeah, like there's some years. pictures where he looks a little bit older. But yeah, I this think is how we're going to define his history pre-mole and post-mole. <laughs> uh, up until the Spider-Man movie comes out, I think that's okay. how we're going to define it. Okay, I saw one without the mole, 16. Okay. Yeah. 16, all right. He's 16 years old. Okay. I still don't think he looks like Spider-Man. Like that's not Peter Parker. I feel like he'll 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 be a different one. He doesn't look like movie Peter Parker thus far cuz movie Peter Parker has always looked like he's mid-20s cuz he has been in his mid-20s. Um but I, I, I like him better than Tobey Maguire, that's for sure. <laughs> and I haven't even seen him act. But uh, no, and then the such tr- high praise you give. <laughs> I just don't like Tobey Maguire at all. I liked those movies for their story, but anytime Tobey Maguire opened his mouth, I was like, ugh, be done already. Just stop. That's true. He whined a lot. Oh, everything. Well, and he can't quip. Every time he quipped, he's like, like the, well, I don't, I don't even remember any of his lines, but it was always like the when he would like say a line to somebody, 
Whereas Andrew Garfield, it's like crotch and stuff like that. And you're like, ah, Andrew Garfield, you're so funny. You know that you're right. I think the Tobey Maguire quips were about as forced as Tom Cruise's humor. <laughs> it's very true. Tom Cruise has humor. Well, yeah, exactly. So you watch any of the like Mission Impossible movies where he writes in his own humor. You're like, wow, <laughs> this job, is going to be Tom so Cruise. funny. I'm going to kill it here. <laughs> Good one, Cruise. He high fives himself. I can see that. That's probably true. Well, when just like you write, direct, produce, and uh, star in your own movies. You have plenty of opportunities. Well, okay. He doesn't. I mean, he doesn't want to do all the work himself. So he has writers, but I just picture him coming in and just kicking in the door of the writers' room, be like, "All right, I got to write in the line." Just taking over the computer, <laughs> writing it in, and then just leaving. You've seen the Mission Impossible uh, Five trailer? Is that five now? Yeah. yeah, five. Yeah, Rogue Nation, where he's trying to get onto the plane with the holes in the door inexplicably. Yeah, and dumb. <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Simon Pegg has to hack his way in to open the door. <laughs> And sure enough, what happens? He gets on the door and... It's oh, the wrong Simon door. Pig, the other door. Ah, Tom Cruise. Uh, you're so funny. Uh, Killed it. Uh, yeah. Bam. High five. Cruise myself. classic. <laughs> this is such a good Ant-Man review. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. This is more like a Rant-Man review. Yeah. yeah this I, is just... I tried to go back to Ant-Man like 15 minutes ago. Yeah, it's all right. But we blew We derailed. It's fine. I noticed your transition. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't work. What was your transition? I said, oh, shoot, I don't know, it was so long ago. Well, it's like it, yesterday. It doesn't matter because it was a small portion. Ah. But anyway, so, so is there, are there any other things that you want to actually say about Ant-Man before we uh, move on to our next uh, topic? Our next- yeah, I, I will say that it does leave, it leaves you pretty excited for where the character will, character will go. We're not done yeah. with him. You know, kind of like how, uh, unlike Hulk, where at the end of the first Hulk movie you went... All right, that's that's the Hulk. It's that's done. what happened. Yeah, they they left it open to where we wonder what happens in the next movies. Is he going to be in his own movie, or will he be a different movie beforehand? You know, that's true. Is he going to pop up in a random, uh, you know, Hulk movie or Loki movie or something? Cross my fingers. You know, I, I like that. I also liked how there was the. <laughs> A lot of toys integrated into this movie. Yes. Given. The train wreck was the funniest part to me. <laughs> I know. I love that. I love that. Just the, the enlarging and there's the, the eyes keep moving uh-huh. after. It. So, so good. spoiler alert for everybody. There's a Thomas the Tank Engine in this movie. Yes. And, you know, obviously it's not Paul Rudd full size. It's Paul Rudd microscopic size. Yep. And it's much more scary. It really is. Like, it was very menacing. <laughs> just bearing down on you you're like holy crap i've never been so scared of thomas you know what did annoy me was the stupid iphone yeah like, was that not the most blatant product placement of every marvel movie ever yeah like and i mean marvel's pretty bad at this sort of thing but this was the well, worst it was such a stretch for the voice recommendation like very i'm gonna disintegrate you playing disintegration by the cure what really yeah, i thought that was funny it was <laughs> funny, but it was a stretch. It was Tom Cruise funny. It was forced. Yeah. I didn't get it for a second, and I was like, wait, what happened? And then it clicked. Like, maybe if he had been like, oh, you think you can beat me just because you crash into me? Then plays Crash <laughs> Into Me by Dave Matthews. That would have been a little better. But, like, he didn't even really say the word that was the title of the song. So all it advertises is that Siri is terrible at recognizing what you say. That's cool. I, mean, I think it's fine by me. I think it was the 30 foot wide iPhone in front of me on the big screen. That was, that's what got you. How, how does a product get that big? Yeah. In your, like, it's the plus man. Apparently <laughs> it's the <laughs> you plus. Have no plus. idea how huge this thing is. It's a big, <laughs> they, more than they a fat. Small. Yeah. So I, 
I got a question. Okay. You know, we, we uh, spoiler alert, we see the wasp costume. Yes. At the end. Yeah. Looks very uh, new and contemporary. <laughs> totally. Um, do you think we're going to get a new Ant-Man suit? Later oh, yeah. On? I'm or sure. Or are they going to keep the, like, the classic? I, I think in Civil look. War, because Paul Rudd's confirmed for Civil War, I think we get a new suit in Civil War, and we also see Giant Man for the first time in Civil War, which is still just Paul Rudd, but big instead of small. Not bigger. Aww. Yeah. All right. I, I, bet, I bet we'll have like a modernized, you know, sort of Stark-looking, but not Stark suit. Because, I mean, you can't have Wasp right next to Ant-Man with those two suits. Like, it's just like, well, she looks way better. Well, plus, in Ultron, he was like, oh, I just make everyone look cool. And you're like, well, do your job. Yeah. Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like the costume, though. But, yeah, I mean, I think they, they went out of their way to make sure that it looked a little old. Like, it had all the external kind of wiring around it and stuff. That could I thought be it looked cool. Like, I thought I, it looked cool, too. Like, I don't want them to do the same thing they did to Iron Man. You know how in the first Iron Man, it looks very... Um, like a suit, like yeah. it would make, and all the new ones look like space suits, like Alien, the new Iron Man from Ultron. Was well, maybe like way too crazy. Looking. Yeah. Well, have you seen the concept for the the armor from Civil War? Uh. Uh-uh. It looks like straight sci-fi. Like, yeah, it, I don't like that. I like it more like realistic. Like yeah. Iron Man's first suit looked like someone could actually build it. You, know? you could see a lot of the moving parts and stuff like yeah. that. I think, yeah. I I like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't mind. It. I, and maybe who knows? Maybe they're building up to something with with making it more spacey. Does Tony Stark do like anything else at this time aside from working on his suits? Because I swear there's more versions of his suit than there are <laughs> movies with him in it. No, there are a lot more. Oh, especially yeah. when we watch Iron Man 3, you get like a million. I think that's just his compulsive habit, especially because Pepper runs his company. Yeah, like how much time does he have to tinker? Probably a lot. You know, yeah, How I much mean, time do you think it would take to build like a new version of your, his suits? With Jarvis, not a ton. I mean, because you see Jar- in the first no Iron Jarvis Man. Anymore. In the first fine. Iron Man, his very first suit, he gets built pretty quick. With Jarvis. Yeah, well, he has to figure out the flight, and then all of a sudden the rest of the suit's like, easy. Oh, yeah, because the rest of the suit's basically just putting metal on your body. I don't think so. You try and do that. Well, I mean, I'll try to do that after I can create flight boots. It seems like the rest of it's already, like, fairly established technology. Yeah, exactly. Like weapons and stuff. Yeah, it's like Google Glass in in the eyes, and then metal stuff, and rocket launchers and guns. He uses Google exists. Glass. I mean, not actual Google Glass, but you know what I mean. Like the technology there is is yeah. heads up. Google play. didn't pay yeah. enough, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be great if there was Apple Glass. That's what it would have been. It's got like Google across his forehead, <laughs> <laughs> reflecting on his face. Oh man! But anyway, uh, Ant Man. Let's let's all kind of give just a, a number. You know, like on on a scale review. I don't care what scale you use. I'll give it uh, seven and a half out of ten. Thomas the Tank Engines. Seven? Yeah. Seven and a half. Which which Thomas in the Tank Engines? The big one or the little the one? The big ones. It's a it's a big Thomas the Tank Engine for me on this. So is that extra seven? Yeah, it's like it's like it's a little more than seven. Not quite an eight, but it's it's, it's a little more than seven. Yeah, well, I, like you guys? I like the background music to that. Yeah. You guys think, can't hear it. <laughs> I think I'll go um I'll probably go six product placements out of ten. Six out of ten? Okay. What about you, Alina? I don't have a good scale. <laughs> you can use percentages, you can use random numbers, you can use objects. You can use overly formed breasts on uh, Wasp's outfit. Oh, that looks pretty <laughs> weird. <laughs> I know, especially Super. since her dad was making it. Yeah. Hey, honey, made you this. 
Also, really, were the boobs with a suit on. Done, or were they yeah, they weren't done because they they had like a like a sort of skeleton on them. He's like, we're working on it, but we need to finish it up. And he so worked on the most important like things first. Done. Yeah, yes. make the breasts then move out. Had to make her boobs first. Yeah, those were very. How did he get the measurements too? You know what I mean? Like, shit, his daughter's in her. That 30s. was my first thought. It seems strangely creepy, but then he's like, "Oh, I made it for your mom first. Now it's you." So I guess you like we're forming it off your wife's breast. But that's a I big guess. assumption, assuming she's going to fit Huge right in because they are precisely made. Well, yeah. I thought that he made the suit like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he was making it as an update for yeah. his wife's outfit. Yeah, and right? then she died, and then he like quit. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. still slightly creepy. Bit creepy. All right. Whatever you guys say. I don't know. I mean, if somebody had a, a mold of my body in suit form somewhere, I'd be like, uh... a little Phantom of the Opera moment for you. Yeah, exactly. It'd be really great if they weren't symmetric, though. <laughs> that that actually would be pretty awesome. It's like we accept you. <laughs> At least they don't have like the Batman nipples on it. That that would have been too creepy. Oh, bat nipples would be so funny. <laughs> anyway, so how many misshapen wasp boobs will you give it out of ten? Well, there's that depends. Kind of so them. are you counting? <laughs> so are you counting? You know, one as both boobs, or are you counting one boob individually as each? Well, a set is two. Point. Yeah. So 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 sets. How many? Out, how many misshapen five, sets? Yeah. Five sets, ten breasts, or yes, or ten yes. sets. Five. Five sets. Five sets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Give it two and a half sets. Two and a half so, sets. Okay. So boobs. that's okay. Five boobs. Yeah. Five boobs out of ten. Not just, bad. It was good. It wasn't anything special to me. Yeah. The misshapen boobs were not special to her. Yeah. Well, all right. You, and you already gave your rating, Chase? I'll say like eight. Eight? Eight what? Eight out of. <laughs> but eight what? Out of what? Dude, I don't know. Eight ants? It's Ant-Man. <laughs> I guess I'm not creative eight. enough right now. Yeah. Eight Antony's left behind wings out of ten. You're getting... That's just retarded. That is... I mean, you know. I did like Antony. I did like Antony as well. I was sad when he died. Yeah. Spoiler. Oh, that's the other body cap. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second death. So yeah, there were two. That's, there's the second death. He kills the ant. Okay. So yeah, we end up somewhere uh, between a six and a seven. Yeah, then yeah, that's, solid. That's decent. Not a bad movie. Not at all. Better than most DC movies. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> better than Green Lantern for sure. DC movies so far. You take Batman out of the equation. Better than all DC movies. <laughs> well, but if you take Batman out of the equation, you have two movies or three. You have Superman Am Returns, Green Lantern, and Man of Steel. Yeah, what about Green Hornet as well? Superman you forgot that. Is that a oh, DC comic? Yeah, isn't what Green is? Hornet a DC movie? No. What? D- it was Green, an that- old radio show. Yeah, Green Hornet was an old radio oh. and television show that became a comic for uh, like three different publishers at this point. Wow. Yep. And that so. movie is great too. <laughs> <laughs> that was on our wall of shame back at the theater back it in the old was. days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, dude. Uh, I not better than most DC movies. Better than Green Lantern, Superman Returns, and Superman three and four. So that's four. I guess that is most. Is there any point. other DC movies? Besides, apart from Batman, there's just Superman and Batman, and then one Green Lantern movie. There's, I swear, there's like one well, more. Everything before the Nolan Batman movies. Yeah. We'll go with that. We well, because we've got so you've got the four Batman movies from the '90s. Yeah. You've got the four Superman movies from the '70s and '80s. Then you've got Superman Returns, Man of Steel, and Green Lantern. 
So everything okay. but the Nolan Batman movies is what you're saying. Yeah, that, that's that's what we've got. Well, well I love the old like Mr. Freeze Arnold. Arnold is that Mr. movie Freeze. sucks. Yeah, it's awesome for like a. <laughs> the movie's terrible, but it's amazing. It's <laughs> yeah, it's so terrible. bad that it's oh. good. I tried watching it again. I it's like get Fast and it. Furious. <laughs> it's like Fast and Furious. Although the seventh one was like, it was it was. You were just sad to see Paul Walker go. That's what it was. I was sad to see Paul Walker go, but like it was actually the the one liners, the constant just barrage of one liners <laughs> oh, coming at you. Crap was. <laughs> So good. Like once you were like, they are committed to this. They are committed to going the entire movie with only one liner dialogue. Well, yeah, you have what, impressive. You have Ludacris, Tyrese Gibbons, Vin Diesel, and The Rock. Of course, it's one liners. They can't memorize more than that. So good. Oh my god. Okay, so we've uh, we're we're going to to start a uh, March Madness style tournament um, on the show. If uh, let's see, let's let's have you introduce what uh, what the parameters are of uh, of this tournament. So there was discussion uh, previously about if comic book heroes were to fight comic book heroes, who would come out on top? It's the same argument that every teenager has ever had, where people talk about would Batman beat Superman and would Captain America beat Iron Man, and you know all these sorts of things, and it's. At some point, it gets ridiculous, of course, and that point is usually two or three phrases after <laughs> you begin the conversation. Yeah. But then we thought, what happens when we take the ridiculousness out of this? When we remove all the enhanced characters, we take away all the superpowers, and all we're left with is non-enhanced human beings. When we have the Jason Bournes of the world... People with a particular set of skills, is what Skills that make them a nightmare for people like us. Yeah. People like Liam Neeson and Taken. <laughs> exactly. know, when when those two fight, what happens? What happens when Katniss all of a sudden comes in and takes on the winner? You know, who what happens thereafter when we have Rambo take on the winner of Katniss and Jason Bourne or Liam Neeson, you know. And we thought there's so many characters like this that we never really talk about, but amazing yeah. action heroes that really are legitimately heroes in this for the same reasons we like Batman so much. Batman's just a guy yeah. who's really committed to this, puts in all of his money, and really trains for this. He's like the guy that does improv every night of the week. He's just the 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 bit he's so solidly committed to it that he just has to be that guy. Yeah, exactly. So that's the question. Our premise is there must be sixty-four of these sort of action heroes that we could pit against one another and see who comes out on top to be the greatest non-enhanced action hero. It's a good intro. Now, so the questions from this are, you know, how how do we set this up? So when they're fighting, first of all, where where do we have them fight? How, you know, how, how do we stage the fight? <laughs> Is what it a are cage the match? Do we call up UFC? Exactly, yeah. Are we the putting MGM them in the plan? octagon or throwing them out in the jungle? What, what do you think? It can't be the octagon because you got to use more than just like fighting skills. It's true. My vote is for like one city block. Yeah. Because a lot of them are like street fighter type styles. They're not like wrestlers. Yeah, it's what true. are they going to do in a, a city street block though? Just like hunt each other? Yeah, you put you put one, you know, like basically... Like let's, capture let's the say, flag? Yeah, let's say it's one block, you know, and, and let's say in, in New York. So you've got a building, you know, or a bunch of buildings there. You put one on one corner and one on the opposite corner. So there's buildings in between them. Say go and they hunt each other and... Kill Whatever. each other. Kill each other, yeah. And in, in, in this in this tournament, 
Any killing restrictions, which a lot of these heroes have, are completely off. This is fight to the death. Yeah, this is fight to the death, surreal situation. You can make up some justification in your head like, oh, it's all virtual reality, but it's a super realistic environment, so they don't actually kill each other, but they eliminate each other from the game. Or they'll kill everybody that person loves if they don't do this. (laughs) There you go, yeah. If I think we're making this up, we can do whatever we want. Yep. <laughs> exactly, well, that's what I'm saying. It's just, if, if you need a justification for why Batman kills somebody, if you're that insecure that... Wait, uh, so Batman's in this? Batman's... I, I think Batman's in it. I He's, say Batman wins all of them. <laughs> so you say that. You say that, but they, we... This, Who could beat Batman non-enhanced? Superman can't even beat Batman. So we'll find out over the course of the tournament. We, we'll, we'll find out, because that's the thing, is we have to have restrictions. Because, yeah, with Batman's entire arsenal in his Batcave... He can subdue Superman for quite a while. Yeah, you were saying but, it was just um, what the that character would have on them at the moment. Like if we snatched him off the street, I think that's a good idea. Well, yeah, yeah. So it, it's you like know when you, when you catch Batman in his normal day to day Batman life. Yeah, you know Batman's chilling in his suit. He's got his batarang and he's got his awesome utility belt. Um, but he's probably not cruising around in his Batcopter. Yeah. You know, he can't bring the Batcopter. Yeah. Or ridiculous. the Batcomputer or anything like that. And yeah, like so, so in the comics, in Marvel Comics, there's a, a story called Secret Wars where basically the heroes are doing their everyday business. All of a sudden, they're just in this place called Battle World and this giant puppeteer is pitting people against each other. Very similar scenario That's here. That's the new Marvel one, right? Well, there's, there's a new one called Secret Wars, but it's just the same title of, a, of an event from the 90s. They, they've called it Hunger Games, actually. <laughs> all right. But no, yeah, let's, like, basically for this scenario, you picture any one of these action heroes is walking around, and all of a sudden they're just, boom, put in this place. They're told by some inanimate voice, hey, you got to find the other guy and kill him. And, you know, I'm not sure whether we need to, you know, disqualify Batman for anything because, frankly... There's a ton of characters we could put in. I mean, the Absolutely. real question is, how do we whittle it down to 64 to make a tournament? And that's, and that's the, the biggest question to raise is because, you know, we'll have to have a fairly even playing field. So, so putting them on a random city block, I think, is a good equalizer as far as environment. Yanking them off the street is a good way to, to make sure that, you know, you don't have people showing up with crazy, you know, awesome tools that are there, like, like Liam Neeson versus Iron Man in all of his suits. Um... But yeah, I think I think that really, first of all, we want to we want to put it up to a vote and get suggestions for characters and, and have you guys vote on that. So there will be all sorts of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, and, and social media blasts of, uh, of our campaign for, for characters so you guys can suggest and also uh, email them in. But yeah, I mean, we'll get tons of characters, whittle them down to the ones that make sense. Cause f- so for me, I don't think Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader make it in. I think they have unfair advantages. But what's the justification for that? The force. If he can just like strangle someone from like without way even ta- over yeah, there. Darth Vader can strangle someone through a TV. That's an unfair advantage. Well, is that enhanced, or does he just have you know more metachlorians naturally in his blood than <sighs> you do? Metachlorians don't exist. Is that the case? Okay. That is the case. Midichlorians don't exist in Star Wars or in real life because that's BS. What if you say it's uh, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader without the Force? Are they still in? No. Well, I mean, that's they... That's like their whole character. Yeah, because they, they, be, they could be in, but they are out in the first round. Well, they can't use the lightsaber but without if, the Force. But if we're disqualifying yeah, can. them... Because no. the, the Force mastery is what is what allows them to really... Well, I guess, no, it's not. It's like Not since thing. the prequels came out. <laughs> And they yeah, because doesn't hands. he like throw it to someone and 
Yeah, well, in the, yeah, in the prequels, you have like General Grievous is using lightsabers and stuff. But before that, it was kind of a thing that had been established in the expanded universe that like you sort of had to have a or be force sensitive in order to actually use a lightsaber. Like, yeah, but yeah, we could just switch, say that but... he can use his lightsaber. Well, we don't have why to would we have rules. a lightsaber though? I mean, because it's cool, man. It's cool, but it doesn't fit why in. Would, why would we have like photon blasters on Iron Man? It just—I don't think a lightsaber fits in with anyone else, especially when you go up against, you know, Liam Neeson. Well, or... it is kind of true. Obviously, it's also like John Wick is never going to take on Black Widow, but hey, it could happen here. Well, yeah. So. Well, all I'm Widow's saying is more likely. Yeah. I mean, they're both like gun. They people. fit in. Okay, because let's Black let's be Widow's real. not going to take on Conan the Barbarian, but I think, you know what? We can do it here. <laughs> I think for this, for this, it's got to be things like people and and traits that could conceivably exist in our world in the next, you know, within within our lifetime. Black Widow's enhanced, by the way. Not in the MCU. That's yeah, true. Not in, not in the movie. Scarlett Johansson. And we're going Black off Widow. the movie interpretations. Okay, that's what another question I was going to ask, because there's so many of these that are based on books or comics. Yeah. Yeah, so we for have- this for this tournament, and I think we'll do more tournaments on, for different you know parameters like sci-fi and, and comic books and cartoons or whatever. Um, but for this, movies or, or movies and TV shows, I think there must be an actor corresponding with the character. Yeah, so a you live can't use cartoons. Actor. You can't use the comic books. It's got to be Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Yeah. I think I think that's the parameter, at least for this, and then you know, and then in future brackets we can we can have different now, can uh, we, parameters. Can we have the same actor play multiple characters? It's a good question. I mean, I I don't see a reason why not, but it'd be pretty weird if they went against themselves. That would be amazing if they went against themselves. <laughs> That'd be cool. We have, that says something like, about the actor, right? That's true. Mm-hmm. If Tom Cruise faces Tom Cruise, I guess we all have to stop making fun of his you know forced acting. Yeah, but all Tom Cruise characters are the same. That's fair. Exactly. So are all of them amazing or are all of them terrible? Yeah, so if you see Ethan Hunt versus like Jack Reacher, who who would win? But I mean, would That's one of them like, out it out it's like with a draw. the other one? It like, doesn't matter which one you pick. It's the same <laughs> character. What if one of them like kills the other but then really quickly disguises himself as the one he just killed because he's the same guy? No, we're not doing that. Then- <laughs> How's he going to trick the other guy? Like, I'm you. No, you're not. I'm me. Yeah. That doesn't make he sense. He acts like a mirror. <laughs> then shoots it. <laughs> That's Perfect. a great way to win. <laughs> <laughs> Something seems off. Raises his left hand. The other guy raises his right hand. They do that little funny thing that you see in kids' movies all I the time. I feel like Dominic Toretto in Fast and Furious would fall for that if Xander oh, Cage probably would. He probably would. Xander Cage would definitely beat Dominic Toretto, I think. <laughs> what about Riddick? Enhanced. Enhanced. Is he enhanced? He is He's enhanced. Yeah, he can see in the dark. That's it. It's not superpowers. It's that's just, still enhanced. That's enhanced. It's, it's modified. Not, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is another term for enhanced. This we'll pull out of the. If you can do a software or firmware update on yourself, you're enhanced. That's, <laughs> Wait, no. He just has eyes. <laughs> right. No, the either he's enhanced. He's enhanced. I think he'd fit in. I don't think so. He just sees in the dark better. <laughs> A lot better. Yeah, and he can't see Which the is an advantage. Like, unless they got a flashlight. Yeah. Right in the eyes. I, I don't think we could put Riddick in. Although, we might be able to put Daredevil. And I think that's something we'll have to put up to a vote. Does Daredevil get in here? I, I, I don't know. He well, has superpowers, but it's the same thing as eyesight. So Not we, really superpowers. Is Daredevil... Does Daredevil have better hearing and smelling and everything because he's blind? 
or is his like peripheral sensing more enhanced than just not being able to see his i mean he has more enhanced senses than a typical blind person would have but i wouldn't say that he has better senses than a typical person would have i think he does you think so i think he does too yeah, he can hear really good. Didn't you watch the Daredevil? Well, yeah, he can no, smell he can... the guy's cologne from two stories away. Yeah, and but he... one of the episodes explained like, oh, you're not like all the other blind people. You don't have all the same problems. Yeah, and he, you know no, he's is? not like all the other blind people. So that says but I feel like to it, me. Well, but I feel like it only it brings him back up to the level of being able to see. Okay, so LeBron James isn't like all of us. You know, in that he can dunk from like twelve feet away. Yeah, but that's still within the realm of a natural person. Is Daredevil outside the realm of a natural person? Well, I just think like if you if you take a few points away for for him losing his sight and then add a few back in for having his like sonic sense, you end up around sonic the same sense. Spot. There you go. That then he's disqualified. Yeah, I say he's disqualified. Sense. Okay, fine. His no sonic Daredevil. senses are definitely way better okay. than his eyesight yeah. would be for a normal person. I think you can you can include Black Widow the way yeah. this you know Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. I think you can include. Uh, Hawkeye for sure. Hawkeye has to be there. Bruce Wayne's in there. Yep. Um, I obviously Ra's al Ghul, Bane, Joker. So no cyborg. So if no Winter Soldier. No, no Winter Soldier because his his arm is a gigantic advantage. It's like yeah. kick puncher. <laughs> yes, <laughs> community <laughs> reference. Um, yeah. No, I think. Uh, um, oh shoot! I I had something that I was going to say and then it just wisped out of my head. Oh, Ra's al Ghul. So. And that's the thing is, this is another reason why we have to define that it is the movies because Liam Neeson's Ra's al Ghul not enhanced at all. Comic books, however, he's immortal. Yeah. So. Yeah, but does immortal give you any advantage in a fight? The fact that you can't die. <laughs> well, no, like <laughs> to the death. I so think he it does. Like immortal he's not immortal. The, like, he's a. Uh, well, he, he, yeah, he get, he dips in the Lazarus pit, a so lot. he can still die. He could. He just comes back. He regenerates. So yeah, it's not like he has any advantage in a fight. I I, th- I feel like there's other stuff besides just the Lazarus pit, but I'm not positive. Oh, I don't know Razzle the character Gould. that one. I I know like how the character shows up, but I've never actually read any like definitive like he's detailed origin about him. It's just when he shows up and meddles with Batman stuff. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, Liam Neeson's Ra's al Ghul, definitely not immortal. Other than like the random weird. Well, that's the only one we have in live action. Yeah. So I was just talking about, yeah, like, again, it's good that we're defining that it's not animated or comic book version. But yeah. All right. I think also Stephen Amell's Green Arrow needs to be in there. I was thinking Slade Wilson pre-Mirukuru. Pre-Mirukuru, yeah. Before he becomes Deathstroke in the show Arrow. Yeah, when he's on the island. Yeah. I think Slade Wilson he's, gets in there. Be a good one. Now we'll have to. He's. If you watch Arrow, I, have either of you watched Arrow at all? Not season to that three, point, apparently. I, season three is it? Is it season three until he shows up? No, it's season two that he shows up. But he's in season three, yeah. and I haven't seen season three, so I don't say anything. I'm not saying anything. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so he. I think he has to be in there because he's he's pretty awesome. Yeah, with the blades on his back, like. Yeah, yeah and we'll have cool. we got plenty of room for comic book characters. We've got plenty yeah. of. You know, spies and you know, gunmen. Are we including the entire cast of the Expendables? Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not including anybody in Expendables because you can, each of those guys has movies that they could already be included in. Yeah, you know, I mean, all of them. Have you got other Rambo already, so you got Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, you got Stallone. You got Schwarzenegger. Uh, you know, if you there's a few movies you could pull uh, Schwarzenegger from. Not Terminator. Um, yeah. Not Terminator. <laughs> well, he, you could uh, you could bring Schwarzenegger in from True Lies. Yeah, Harry Tasker. He's a CIA agent. Yep. You could bring Willis in from uh, from uh, Die Hard. You could bring in. I mean, any yeah, no any of those characters. A weapon. Yeah, 
What about Jason Statham? He's not got any good characters, does he? Transporter. <laughs> Transporter? Transporter's stupid. Are you kidding me? You're stupid. I watched the second one. It was dumb. Watch the first well, one, then. Yeah, they're all dumb, but they're all great. It's the He's same. still a hardcore. <laughs> Just like Fast and Furious, they're stupid, but they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really like Fast and Furious. I think, uh, I think we include the driver from Drive as well. He is boring. He's boring, but he what gets is he going to do? Drive he doesn't even drive in that movie. He just yeah, he beats people up a lot, which is I think a good skill to have in a tournament where you have to beat people well, up he a lot. Shot in the face. <laughs> he also has he has an unfair advantage though. If you're as attractive as Ryan Gosling is, true, people are going to be distracted. How do you punch that beautiful face? I couldn't. You shoot it in the that's face the money with maker. a shotgun. That's true. Long long distance. That's that's good. It's a good strategy. <laughs> Close your eyes. It'll be a lot easier to beat him. <laughs> What about the people from uh, Wanted? Angelina Jolie? Curving bullets? Is well, that... Angelina Jolie already has a lot of characters. She's got a lot of characters she can, that'll She's work. Laura Croft already. Yeah, but so is, that, that. is that considered enhanced? It's considered unrealistic and stupid, yeah. Ooh, look, we're not talking about enhanced, her boobs, okay? Though. James Smith. <laughs> We've got uh, Evelyn Salt. Yeah. Lara Croft. See, so yeah, there's, that's three characters. That's three right Angelina Jolie's. Is there too I much think Angelina Lara Croft Jolie. would kill Salt. Two seconds. We could so. find out. I haven't seen Salt, so I don't know. Um, Speaking of Gina Carano, as far as females that could beat the crap out of you. Yeah. Or what about, um, oh, what's her face from Alien? Uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. From She's Alien. a great one. Yeah. Ooh, what's her face from Alias? Jennifer Garner. Uh, that's a pretty good addition, actually. Oh, is Electra not enhanced? Yeah. Electra's not enhanced either, so you could do Jennifer Garner's Electra, although Jennifer Garner's Electra might get, uh, might get, Killed off pretty quick. Yeah, that's probably the... I mean, just the stupidity. Like, her, she doesn't seem very smart. So I don't know if she'd be able to figure out where the other person was. <laughs> I think Alias would be the better one for yeah, her. For sure. But anyway, and that's and that's why we're going to rely on some votes. Because we, we want to see what characters that we're missing or, or which ones shouldn't be. Or if we shouldn't have multiple characters portrayed by the same actor. Um, I think one caveat to put in, it has to be somebody who already has a movie released. So Ben Affleck's Batman, out of the question. Uh, Jared Leto's Joker, or Will Smith's Deadshot, out of the question. Dude, I want to see Casey Jones. Out of the question, because we don't know their limitations yet. You know, we don't know their weaknesses. All we know is what they look like. You, you kind of get the gist of the character, though. The you gist know. of the character, but we're not going off of the established continuity of the character. We're going off of the interpretation in the film. Which means if we don't have a film to go off of, we don't have any interpretation. We do have one film. It just doesn't have him in it. Exactly. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> Whatever. We, I mean, we could try throwing Will Arnett from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in there, but not lasting. I think Will Arnett's Batman as well. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw him in our animated one. <laughs> First try. <laughs> Yeah, so tweet it in right on the Facebook page. Um, yeah, make I'll, a whole new podcast at this podcast. There we go. Yeah, podcast at our podcast. Send us in podcasts, and we'll podcast back at you, and then everyone will pod in each other's pods. It'll be a podnado. Ooh, <laughs> that sounds dirty. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, other than that, are there are there any other caveats we should throw in for the 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 rules and restrictions that we have thus far? No, I think we're we're good. I mean, I think that it could take place in a city block. We could just decide what each scenario is going to be. You know, just have a random assortment of this character yeah. against this character, and then we also decide a random setting. If it's jungle setting, if it's 
island setting, if it's a city block setting. Yeah. Well, the settings are different because if you have Rambo versus Jason Bourne, Rambo is going to be better in the forest and uh, Bourne is going to be better in the city. Exactly. Brings a little so bit that's of randomness why, to this. Yeah, we get the ra- let's. Yeah, we could do a wheel of like five different settings. Because if it's in Gotham, Batman's going to be taking it down. But if it's Metropolis, well, well I guess we're not having Superman. Not but having still, Superman. you get the idea. It'd be a neutral ground, though. Yeah, it's got to be neutral ground. It could be. Well, so we'll, that's why we'll it's do random. Well, so it's like the whole home court advantage thing of March Madness. Yeah, when people get home court advantage, they they do better, and it's it's completely random. So. It's supposed to be no one's advantage, but sometimes it turns out to be. Just happens. The beauty of the system. I have a question. Yes. Are we going to say, like, you can only pull from, like, their most recent? So, like, it could only be Christian Bell and Dark Knight Rises, not in Dark Knight. Ooh. Well, he's pretty beat up. I know. That's the I question. That's, I don't know. I think you can pull from just the series itself. So you know? so every interpretation that that er- that actor had of the character so like with well, Daniel Craig. What about Craig, like his uh his prime, like his pinnacle I think that's what you get to pull from. Yeah, Batman's prime. So of so, all three Batman movies. So could you say like I want to submit Christian Bell as Batman in Dark Knight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put in the character. Or the assumption could even be for the tournament. The assumption could be in their, you know, in their prime form from their series of movies so prime so liam neeson from the first taken christian bale from the dark knight in batman uh you know th- yeah things like that or daniel craig from skyfall, skyfall. Yeah, yeah probably that's the newest one yeah it's the newest one he's probably just prime in skyfall i think i mean well, they make jokes taken, about him being the best old, one is but... the first one james bond the best one is the last one batman the best one is the middle one yeah yeah so just send in the actor the character and the movie boom and uh, we'll take it that way. There we go. We'll do that. Okay, so actor, character, movie. Um, those will be the submissions, and we'll we'll post this all over the place. Uh, just send them in whichever way you like. Um, if you want to email it in as well, if you have a whole list that you feel like emailing, just email us at thatmightbecool.com um, or really anything at thatmightbecool.com, and we'll get it, um, which that'd be actually funny to see what people put for the username. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway... <laughs> email jason sucks at that might be cool.com or this competition is stupid at that might be cool.com um anyway uh yeah rate subscribe as usual uh chase any anyone in the room i usually throw it to chase but since we've got a group show who who wants to say the final words just a random line words of wisdom whatever whatever your heart desires what's your what's your final word should everybody say one word? You can say a sentence. You can say, everyone say one word. We'll, we'll go around the room. One word. Everyone gets one. Ostrich. <laughs> okay. Midichlorians. <sighs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we will send you oh, off. my word, man. With Come on, uh, man. Back in Black. <laughs>